الهامرز الهجوم المطارق يبحثون عن هدف الكره لنوتشيرينو خطيره نوتشيرينو والكره والاصليه We finally got a very good goal and I think that the key was to hold on to that till half time but we released the pressure on them by making two two errors for both the goals and allowed them to get in front. The vital thing was to come back just before half time to 1-1 and after in the second half uh, we controlled well the game. What going to a top six for? Oh, well he needs to perform better than Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we're back. Episode 27 of the Needs of Mother Brown West Ham podcast. We took a week off last week, but we're back fresh, reinvigorated after two back-to-back Why did we have a week off, Chris? Technical issues. Yeah, you booked a guest once and you messed it up. I know. I felt like we, um, we had Gary Firminger of Overland and Sea lined up, but due to various issues weren't able to, to get him in but he will be in very soon that's the guest I'm looking forward to having on because we're going to talk about Harry Redknapp yes and the comments in his fantastic book which is available in all good bookshops <laughs> in all rubbish bookshops Gary Firminger to blame for Harry Redknapp's sacking according to <laughs> Harry Redknapp himself oh. so we've got all that to look forward to we've got a lot to look forward to in this show yes starting with our first guest the new head of programmes comedy entertainment from Talkback Thames James Longman. Yeah, oh, thanks, man. Yeah? I wasn't expecting Congratulations. That. Thanks very much. Yeah, just reading your email footer, just memorising it just then. <laughs> the kind of professionalism. Head of programmes. Head of programmes. Whatever that means. Respect. Respect. Show me some respect. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us on this programme for his debut, he is the third wheel to me and James when we go to West Ham. Uh, but he's never li- he's listened to the first episode of the podcast, none since. He's the man we share cups of warm beverage, beverages with when we celebrate goals. He is Greg Anthony. Welcome to your debut, Greg. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for the invite. So I think one of the reasons that you haven't been invited on so far is that your stories are generally quite awful. <laughs> your banter leaves a lot to be desired. And I think, quite frankly, the listeners of this podcast are in for an ordeal over the next 40 minutes. See, like Jack and Ori. It's, uh, it's what... Uh, Led uh, Mr. Longman to dub me Mr. Interesting. Yeah, Mr. Interesting. <laughs> That's the first time I met you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, yeah. Down you, the, uh, the black line. Yeah, and you've also delivered... Down the wine bar, black line. <laughs> the wine bar. You've also delivered the worst best man speech I've ever heard as well. Yes. So I, I mean, everyone is in for quite a roller coaster ride, so strap in. So yeah, settle, settle in and uh, get yourself a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some nice digs here, gentlemen. Yeah, so I was expecting yeah. to be in a, uh, a basement with uh, egg cups on the wall, but uh, no. you got to see the yeah. sun. Well, Radioville, yeah. look after us. Yeah, Radioville. Radioville.co.uk. Look they after really, us. They really do look after us. We've got so much from the show. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about for the next 40 minutes. We're going we're gonna to have a big announcement coming up within two minutes of me saying that. We'll deal with some feedback, um, and then... We'll do with other West Ham news, season ticket price freezes, Ravel's player of the month, uh, West Ham are in a cup final, that may surprise you, but we'll talk about that in a bit, uh, Palace at home, but our super star special guest, John Monker. John Mon- Johnny Monker. What? Are you ready for that? <laughs> Johnny oh, Monker. John Monker. It's pretty exciting. I have no, I would just, uh, Graham just emailed me now just to say, I've got no idea what to expect. 
Well, I've only uh, I've been texting him, and yeah. he's he's a man of few words on text. But so is any man over the age of kind of forty five, fifty. Yeah, that's true. How old is he? Twenty <laughs> three. <laughs> Born yeah, in '66, no, gentlemen. True. Born in '66. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. true, actually. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So we've got John Moncur coming up. He's just looking at trying to work out. That's what a career in media would do to your wrist. Forty-eight. <laughs> yeah, uh, I work in an office. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, R- roughly. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Excellent. So John Moncur coming up. Let's start with a big announcement. Now you listen to this podcast. Hopefully, you're, you're big fans of everything these and Mother Brown do. Well, we announced. A few weeks ago, that we were going to do a big night out. That was out there. Now we confirm up with some details. Already announced on these at Mother Brown is that on the 13th of May at East Ham Working Men's Club, 7.30 to 9.30pm, we're going to have the Knees Up Mother Brown Awards live, a live version of the podcast. Oh no, that's not it. Not only are we going to bring you Player of the Year, Young Player of the Year, Goal of the Season, Most Memorable Batch, Best Signing, Most Improved Player, Most Missed, Hackett of the Year, KUMB Podcast Poster of the Year. Not only are we going to bring you those awards, but we're going to bring you live, in the flesh, Frankie McAvenny announced... Now, right now, you're probably thinking, how much for a ticket for this, Chris? How much? How much? 40 quid? 50 quid? Justin Timberlake's 100 quid a ticket. Sign me up for three. How much? How much is this going to be? 10 pounds. 10 pounds. 10 pounds. All profit goes to Bobby Moore. To Bobby Moore. Charity. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Bobby Moore Cancer Research yep, all, Charity. All profit goes to that. So that's a good thing. But you, you must be thinking, well, I mean, that's enough. That's, that's enough. Do I need more? Tell me, tell me how I can get a ticket for this thing. <laughs> that's probably what you're thinking. Well, but I no, can there's tell more. you that. I can tell you that before you <laughs> go to KUMB. And it's on there. Sign up. KUMB.com. So just go to KUMB.com. And there, clearly signposted, is how to get tickets to this event. It's really easy. It's literally Seriously, two clicks. £10. £10 a pop. So, like I say, you must be thinking, well, that's that's so much stuff there. We're going to have Chris there, we're going to have James there, we're going to have Frankie McAvenny there. There's even Jeremy Nicholas is going to be there. Jeremy Nicholas is going <clears> to <throat> be there. You're going to have your likes of Romford. Greg will be there. That's the G-Man, meet him in the flesh. The G-Man, meet him in the flesh. So very handsome. So very handsome. But not just a handsome G-Man. Not just. Whoa. Here we go. Are you ready for the announcement of our second star guest? He is... Probably, not probably, he was my favourite player growing up. I've actually said this to him. We've had him on this podcast. He's a legend, definitely a legend, not an Anton Ferdinand legend, like a bona fide legend. He was on ITV on your screens just a few months ago with a spider crawling up his jumper. (laughs) Fearless, the cousin of Clive Allen, the one and only Mad Dog. Mad Dog, Martin Martin Allen. Allen. Woo! In Mad Dog. Nicholas Longman <laughs> Skull It's happening That's in descending order <laughs> <laughs> It starts really it good And, and if you've really never badly been, If you've never been to East Ham Working Men's Club before The drinks are cheap It's cheap Cheap like the budget You're going to be able to get Off your face With Frank McAvenny One of the few people To be able to say that Yep And Mad Dog And Mad, Mad Dog, Dog. So they're both on board It's £10 a pop £10 uh, It'll be a lot of fun There'll be other little treats there as well and it's a Tuesday. I know it's a bit annoying it's a Tuesday night, but... Take the Wednesday off? Arguably, it finishes at 9.30, but you can drink later than that if you want. And you can pace yourself. Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> don't have to. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Not with Martin Allen, you, you can't. You can go as mad as you want. <laughs> like Romford, will pace himself. Yeah. So, there we go. Get involved. Get involved. So, tickets are going ticket. pretty well, so, so get involved. In fact, there is a small danger it could sell out. And we don't want you to miss out on this. So, be quick about this. KUMB.com 
Uh, it's there on the homepage. I've just checked it out. There is a link to go buy tickets. Frank McAvaney, and now, uh, as we've just announced, Mad Dog, Martin Allen. Do well, it. You won't well, 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 well. Excellent. Well, hopefully, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, let's, let's, but see some faces. No, some real people, yeah? Get out of this like matrix of noughts and ones <laughs> and meet people in the flesh like the olden days. Uh, let's do some feedback quickly. Um, so we have had on uh, Hammer Chickadee. The hashtag Ask Mo epic fail was absolutely hilarious and had me laughing out loud on the train to work this morning. Ask Mo. That was, I mean, ridiculous. That was West Ham social media... Yeah, uh, A for effort, D for attainment, <laughs> D for execution. Um, Doc H Ball. I was interested to hear Welsh. I Irvine think Welsh. He, Irvine Welsh. I was quite reserved about the games he went. He was quite. I think he was quite reserved about the games he went to. He used to mix with a few faces, and his interest in football violence is reflected in his writing about the Scottish casuals. I was electrified by train spotting when the book came out. It's funny how he said in the podcast that when he came to East London, it reminded him of East Edinburgh because I lived there for a short while and felt the same. Even the slang is similar. Fanny Chops. Irvine Welsh. Irvine Welsh. We My Stan fan on the show. I know. We're just, uh, we're just going from strength to strength. Um, we had some more. Claw Hammer. Another great podcast, but I reluctantly, I must again point out a couple of small errors in your guest contributions. Pat. Oh, no. It was, Bad Pat. It was Johnny Ayres, not Tony, who played for us in the 70s, and it was Charles Buchans. Buchan's Football Monthly, not Buchanan. Regards, pedantic of Billericke. Well, Clawhammer, thank you. Feel free to uh, correct any more errors you hear. I'm sure there'll be <laughs> plenty. Well, we mentioned John Monker's stats very shortly. I'm sure you've heard a, a Go easy on me, right Clawhammer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we've got some more international listeners. So we asked last week for some more international listeners because it's gone a bit quiet. But thank you, Mark Jungerman. I'm listening to your podcast from Gothenburg, Sweden. Oh, I thought it was from Gotham City. I uh, know, no, it's a shame. But they're representing Sweden. That's pretty well, good. Well, that is good. Swedish Hammers. Yeah, big, big up yourself. I love the bridge. I can say that. What? The bridge. It's a, it's a Swedish drama. Wow, mate. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> mate, I'm just connecting. If you know what the bridge is, it's podcast at kumb.com. Oh. <laughs> Feel free to chip uh, in. It's Bron in Swedish. Is it? Yeah. Well, well, I can't wait to get the box out of that. It's that actually really away. good. Yeah. It's actually really good. Um, Benjamin Yadden I have yet to miss an episode coming from Charleston Charleston South Carolina aka fifth best city in the world and top in the US well I've yet to miss an episode of Dawson's Creek which is from, a similar, so, from so, Carolina isn't it didn't, didn't you go to Carolina with Busted once yeah I think I did yeah with yeah. Busted yeah, yeah the band Whoa. Not Muck Busted. Not Muck Busted. The original just, incarnation. Just not those scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with Beatles, not Wings. Yeah, it's a big up Benjamin Yadden. We had Diana Cracknell. I apologise if I was pronounced that wrong. I don't know. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Diana Cracknell. I live in tropical North Queensland, Australia, in Townsville. Big Hammers fan. Loving your podcast. Cla- and Clarence and Hugh, which keeps me up to date with all the disasters back home. Hashtag K- C-O-Y-I. Yep. Come on, you eyes. Yep, check yep, out. I get that. I uh, don't know any, any programs from Queensland, so I struggled. <laughs> but it's near oh, well, uh, Erinsborough. Well, you're going to have some programs from uh, where our next piece of feedback is coming from. Hollywood Hammer, Elliot Joseph. I've spent many a year in the North Bank and Bobby Moorstown, and it's really amazing to hear one of my favourite players on your show, although some of them can really talk. I am now a Hollywood awesome. Hammer living in LA after a decade in New York. It's a good listen. It's good to listen in, good banner, and revisit some memories. Oh, amazing. We're about to, I mean, park the memory bus, but we'll drive it back to John Moncur City yep. in, a, in a very short time. Who can, well, he's looking at me we'll like that analogy them, was. We'll be getting a mega bus. 
to John Moncur City. <laughs> Takes 12 hours in his 50p. Lastly, uh, last bit of feedback. I mean, we're all about good karma on this show. Tom Budden, just a small message to say thanks for helping me smash my target for the, for the NSPCC. Completed the London Marathon in four hours, 40 minutes, and he's currently raised £2,170. Oh, good man. Thanks for our help. It made the aches, pains, and everything worth it. There is still time to donate. Justgiving.com All right, Tom. forward slash Tom hyphen button. You've had your moment, Tom. There you go. Come on. There you go. We're still, I mean, good karma, right? If we do a big, good bit of karma yeah. like this, we will sell out well done, for the Tom. KUMB end of season well awards. Two he pound. can run live to East Ham Working Men's Club. <laughs> £10. Live satellite link up. <laughs> um, wicked. All right, let's talk about the Liverpool game. We'll start with the Liverpool game, then we'll talk about the Arsenal game. So we lost 2 1 at home, Greg. Uh, yes. two, two penalties what was your kind of analysis of the I would just firstly like to say that yeah. uh, I'm, I'm actually feeling quite kind of nervous uh, right I'm, I'm in the in the presence of two huge stars you well. guys have been <laughs> spotted around Upton Park I understand spotted well, the, well, well one of you guys if we're going to talk about if we're going to talk about this then we you know, let me tell you what irks me James is always the one to get spotted first I don't mean it. yeah I've gone there look at you didn't think I was going to go there but why, do you, why are you the one who always gets spotted first? Because you're like this little thing behind me. Just, <laughs> like, like just following me around. Well, like a ghost. I'm going to be spotted before you now, Chris. I yeah. know. Um, Mate, they spot us. The very few people that do spot us, and it is very few, uh, just notice me I've heard me from first. Chris, it's lots. <laughs> it's lots. It's very few. And there's lots of whispers when he's in the Literally uh, in, in their ones of people <laughs> have spotted us. <laughs> Uh, it's because I wear glasses on a match day, and I think yeah, that really, disguise. I've always get mopped. Clark Kent. It throws people off the scent. Um, Greg, back, to, back Liverpool. To, Liverpool. Don't yes. be intimidated by our star power. Uh, how uh, I can't help it. So tell us what you thought of the Liverpool. We're like the Milli Vanilli of a podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> Chaz and Dave. Um, I thought it was one of the uh, highlights of the season. Although we lost. Really? Yeah, I thought we played well. I thought we deserved to get something out of the game. Um, I thought it was a good game. It always is, mm. West Ham-Liverpool. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a good game. Um, but did, it's a shame we lost. Did but, we deserve to lose? No. 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 Second penalty was uh, very, very dubious. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Suarez as well. It's all been said about him, hasn't it? Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll go for everything, won't he? But, yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah. It was a highlight. Highlight for me. Uh, James, you you share, did you share, share that opinion? Yeah, I thought we played well. Or in all, we fought, didn't we? After yeah, the yeah. disappointment of the whole match at home and the, and the booing. Yeah. Um, I think all the fans went home pretty happy seeing us give it a go. And, you know, they were players who applauded off a pitch. Yeah, I thought uh, nice. We gave them a battle. I think a draw would have been a fair result. And it's good to see against a team as good as Liverpool mm. uh, that we battled hard. Yeah. Uh, the ref was appalling. You know, we shouldn't have had a goal. They shouldn't have had a penalty. Mm. Uh, I guess that evened itself out. But they were, you know, it's always a scouse luck. They always have that bit of luck. It did walk, I kind of wanted them to win the title before that game. But the way they reacted to every kind of incident in the penalty box, like, penalty, 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 really kind of yeah. annoyed me to the extent that I don't want them to win it. Yeah, anymore. but the same happened with um, when they played on the weekend as well um, with Man City. Yeah. They, yeah. they just... Their forwards are always appealing for everything. You know, you could yeah. be two meters away with a challenge, and they'll they'll be on the floor. And it's it's you know you're going to get three or four out of ten of them. And mm. The referee makes mistakes. They get more than a fair share this season. That's like Henderson point. was constantly run out to the ref, and yeah. 
Uh, I found it quite disappointed actually because I, th- I quite like the core of an English team. Mm. You know, they've got a good group of players, but they're a bit whingy, aren't they? That's Gerard the coming out after a match with all that. Our bus was miles away and all of that nonsense. And like, we plan against a long ball team and we expect it and this and that. And I thought, what are you talking about? Yeah. That's what your passes are. They're long balls. <laughs> <laughs> they just happen to be to Suarez's pitch. feet yeah. rather than to yeah. Carroll's head. It's still a long ball. You're still a physical yeah. team. Yeah. Like yeah. Arsenal going about us being more physical. They're still physical. I don't think we're any more physical than anyone else, but it's this mm. narrative I've learnt to say. It's so yeah. boring. Good to see Carroll get on the uh, score sheet. Well, that was that was that was a highlight. Was he? Yep. He wasn't on the score sheet that game, though, was he? No, he wasn't. It was. Um, no, it was oh, Demel. Was it was it Demel. Oh, he was involved. Of, um, yeah. I mean, he literally had a hand in the goal yeah. because he like pulled the goalkeeper's hand. That was down. that was up there with. Uh, we're not as good of Winston Reid's attack on the Millwall goalkeeper. Do you know when we scored <laughs> yeah. that went in? That was yeah. one of the best goals I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, my main issue was the Flanagan versus Skirtle argument we have. <laughs> Flanagan is so ugly. An attractive well, guy. Well, let's spend some time on this issue. We can't just skirt over this. So okay. I so, don't think Flanagan's that ugly. So personally, I think Flanagan is so ugly. He's inbred. And yeah. Chris made the point that Skirtle's uglier. There's a big one for the tweeters out there. <laughs> who, is the, who is the ugliest Premier League... Uh, Footballer, put well, that one into well, your put that thought toast into your imagination toast. Skirtle's your was more handsome than Flanagan. That's, abso- just that's absolutely there. not true. <laughs> Skirtle, Skirtle's head is going in many hundreds of different directions. <laughs> every element, every feature of his face is why well, he always scores with his head. He's yeah. angled yeah. away from the rest of it. It's Flanagan, yeah, head. all right, he's not he's not the best looking chap, but you wouldn't you would if you walked past him, wouldn't go bloody hell. What is the matter with him? I, I think, think you would. would. He looks <laughs> like sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> Skirtle I mean, he's all over the shop. Don't ever say that about Skirtle again. <laughs> no, <laughs> my favourite moment, I enjoyed the match, my, one of my favourite moments was there's an old guy who sits in front of mm. us who only ever says generally one line in anger. Like, he doesn't say anything all match and he says one <laughs> line really angrily. And he, there was two crackers he yeah. came out with. I remember against Chica, against uh, Swansea, um, later on in the match he just goes, uh, he didn't say anything all match. He, and at the end, he was fu- suddenly furious. He just goes, I hope he snaps his fucking neck. Case <laughs> <laughs> one of the Swansea players, just furious. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And then uh, the, there were two Liverpool crackers, weren't there? What, the first one was... Why don't you go get a blowjob from Jimmy Tarbuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the one thing. And he shouted it as well. It wasn't like... People all around us were like, what the fuck has he just said? It didn't make any sense. And he looks like a gentleman around town. He just doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't come you. Yeah, I can't remember what he said. He, oh, was so, he was so... When he called, he goes... He just goes, smelly scouse yeah, fuckers. He couldn't call him smelly. Yeah, he couldn't call him smelly. That one was just Jimmy like... Jimmy Tarbo. He, he goes, sightseers getting blowjobs on Jimmy Tarbuck. Like, it didn't make any nonsense, sense. But he, he killed it dead. What was, was interesting done. as well about that was that there was something like the guy in front who sits with his daughter had to explain to his daughter what he'd just said. Like, and she was going, I don't get it. And he was like, there's nothing to get. Nothing. Don't be looking around for me. None of us do. Um, uh, but yes, so that was Liverpool. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, like that Flanagan Skirtle debate was how we spent the majority of the game. I don't yeah. think we talked about the football much. <laughs> but then <laughs> last night, Arsenal three, West Ham United one. Um, Greg, it was a very exciting game for a few minutes. We were all there. Mm. Uh, it was exciting for a little bit, wasn't it? By contrast, uh, completely different to Liverpool, uh, Liverpool game. I thought. Um, I I don't know whether it's the atmosphere in the Emirates or. Um, just uh, or the game, I don't know. It just never really got going for me. 
And mm. um, maybe I was looking at it from a biased point of view as a West Ham fan, as you always do, but I just didn't enjoy it. And it was from, from, from the first minute, it just felt like a nothing game. And yeah. even when we went 1-0 up, that was great. And it was, you know, our, our fans were excellent the whole game. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just it just never got going for me. And it was a non-event as far as I was concerned. Mm. We didn't turn up. We made them look good. And, you know, they're going to other teams and getting demolished. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, it was a low light for me. It's quite, light. It's quite a depressing response. <laughs> oh, I got a nice thought. We had a nice time, mate. Yeah, the sun's <laughs> out today. <laughs> I'll someone buying you a ticket. <laughs> yeah, uh, cheers for that ticket, by the way. Yeah, Liverpool was the best time of his life, and Arsenal was the worst time of his life. He's got bipolar. Um, Do you have a nice time? Uh, I had a lovely time. Yeah, for about forty-two minutes. Yeah, uh, I was. Di- I mean, the second half was hugely disappointing, but. I- Again, we are the masters of our own downfall, as we have been so often this season, where we're in quite a strong position, one new up against Arsenal, mm. and we weathered them for a long time. There was a spell, a 15-minute spell before we scored, where they, I thought, we're going to concede here, but we weathered it so mm. well, we defended so well, um, and then all of a sudden, we go one new up, and then we just make two horrible mistakes to, for them to score. Mm. I mean, Do- Noble had a chance to clear it, yeah. pass it back to Adrian's left foot. Uh, who kind of scuffed it to them, back to them. And then within about 30 seconds of that, Downing uh, tried to play up a line and hit it straight to them. And it's yeah. two terrible mistakes which they scored from. And we do it against teams like Arsenal. They're gonna, I mean, they at times cut us apart yeah. in the defence. And they will do because they're better than us. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need to remember. I don't know what we expect, but they are, be- they are better than us. And we don't have players to match them a lot of time. And they just walk around our defence at times. And after that... Conceding so quickly after we went one up it was a huge disappointment. Mm. You know, it knocked the stuffing out of the players and out of the fans, didn't it? We were, mm, we were yeah. it, 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 excellent atmosphere, and then we kind of didn't get going as fans. I don't think in the second half until like the last twenty minutes when we decided just to go for it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think I think now now that the pressure's off, I mean, we're we're safe, aren't we? I think I'm still uncomfortable. I know you're going to hate me for saying that, um, but uh, I think now we're safe. We can we can start playing football, and I, maybe that's 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 why we lost three one. It was more expensive. I don't know. Um, but uh, I think we can start playing good football now and we can see what those boys can do. And, mm. um, it's a good point. I mean, we had this discussion yesterday that there's still too many championship players in this team. Do, I mean, Big Sam's remit for the summer has to be get us playing good stuff, right? Yeah, we're definitely. I can't see us. I know it's still a debate. I can't see us getting rid of him. So we should accept that we're going to have him for another mm. season. And he's got to prove that season that we can play good football yeah. and we have a second plan, a plan B, because we saw it last night, we've got no other options other than Carroll. Yeah. And if Carroll's off his game, which he was yeah. last night, we, we're just going nowhere quick. Yeah. He will need some money to spend as well. Yeah. Mm. He's, yeah. He's got, you know, he'll get a purse and he'll have to spend it. Yeah. And he'll have to spend it wisely because there's been a few duffs um, and it's time to invest because mm. otherwise we're not getting anywhere. Yeah. I completely concur with that opinion. Um, Let's uh, let's quickly touch on Diarmi before we move away from this. So he's come out and said he wants. Oh, is he is he still in West Ham? Or is it Liverpool? Really? <laughs> well, it, he has said he wants to play for Liverpool, right? He's always yeah. said he, like he thinks they're interested in yeah. them. It's not Arsenal now, then. Not Arsenal, right? So I'll put my own kind of theories on this. I th- I think he's crap. I think he's been useless this season. I'd be surprised if anyone in the top half of the table wants him. And I, I'm really done with him after that comment. 
Does anyone else disagree with? I thought he was great last season. You, oh, um, last season, all right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. This season, um, we haven't seen the same Diame, and no. God knows why, but maybe it's because he's got his mind elsewhere. Who knows? Well, he came out and said, he said, I'm an, translated, I'm an ambitious man. I won't do it in French. I am an But I understand man. a lot of our uh, yeah. listeners speak French. In international listeners. Um, uh, he came out, I'm an ambitious man, and I want to play for a top six team. Um, and I'm 26 and now's the time to do it really and yeah. he said you know live what I might be on the list I think I'm on the list I'm not sure so I mean one it's ridiculously stupid to come out of those comments yeah. when you've had you know it's ridiculous to come out of those comments anyway mid-season two don't have such a bad season and then come out of those yeah. comments and then expect if you've got well. something to you know if you've played really really well then those teams will come anyway. Yeah. You don't have to put yourself out there. Yeah, exactly. And he's just been poor, you know, and there's the argument about him playing on the wing and about him playing in the middle. He hasn't played well on either position Yeah. when he's had the chance. And I'm so bored of him running into trouble and losing the ball. I'm so bored of it. Yeah. And like, remember January last year, we were all about this escape clause. We were all going on about it. We were yeah, all like, we were oh, obsessed. so fearful that he would go. We were literally, we were obsessed with it. And I now I feel like if he doesn't want to play for us and he's not playing well for us anyway, see ya. Get rid yeah, absolutely Sorry. concur. Um, let's have a quick couple of words on relegation. Greg, you've already mentioned that you think we're safe. Is that you think one hundred percent safe? Really? Yep. No that. fears. No fears. James, uh, I've said it all season. Well, we're fine. fine, even with thirty-seven, even with a resurgent Fulham. Yeah, because Norwich aren't going anywhere other than down. Well, hopefully, we're going to do Palace at the weekend. But we'll talk about that. Yes, yes, scum. So our next guest spent nine years at West Ham. He's here, he's there, he's every effing where. It's John Monker. Welcome to your debut job. <laughs> That's not weird in words again. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're so excited to speak to you, but we were saying we just don't know what to expect, expect from you because, I mean, we've had Ian Bishop on, we've had Martin Allen, John Hartson, and they've told us a lot of stories about you. Yeah, oh, good, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just interesting. Um, <laughs> What yeah. we wanted to do actually was start off with some Mythbusters because, as we said, we spoke to those and uh, we spoke to those men I just named. And um, one of the stories was that you used to occasionally train naked. Is there any truth behind that rumour? Uh, well, to be fair, there was one occasion. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> we uh, back in the day, we was a little bit short of kit, and uh, basically it was first come, first served. To be honest with you, but when uh, Obviously, the colder days, all, all, all the uh, tracksuits went. And I got fed up with coming in and basically not having a top or not having a pair of bottoms. So I come in one morning, I'd had a bad morning anyway, I remember. And uh, I asked Eddie at the time, he was a lovely fella, but didn't have a lot of uh, discipline with the tops and stuff. <laughs> and he said, nah, and it was, I think it was minus one and it was raining. <laughs> and uh, I said, you're having a laugh, aren't you? He said, no, Monk, he said, they're all gone. I said, Oh, fucking God. He said, I've, I've been here uh, eight years. What do you mean? I can't have a tracksuit top. He said, sorry, mate. And I, so I thought, right, I've had enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> Time to make a stand. So <laughs> basically, I uh, I flew out there with nothing on. And me, I, I actually put my boots on, funny enough, and come tearing out the door. And I said, right, lads, I'm taking the warm-up today. With you imagine the boys are all falling over laughing. <laughs> So I've flown into this puddle. There was a puddle about 20 yards away. That was raining. I've done the old swan dive into it, the Klinsman. And uh, 
I think Harry clocked me running by the window and, and uh, nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was it. I mean, it seemed like a funny idea at the time, but after uh, after I hit the puddle, I thought oh, I wasn't so sure. <laughs> <laughs> did you go back for some extra kit or did you how was oh, the training yeah, session was, did you have funny that little screen let me get in because apparently Sky had turned up or something <laughs> hadn't quite set their cameras up which was a result yeah. that's a shame that could have been on Question of Sport what happened next for years yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Ian Bishop as well while we're on the topic of Myth, Mythbusters he, he mentioned that you had a nickname at the club oh Bish yeah well, I had a few, but, uh, I mean, Bish was always, I had a few good days with Bish. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my, I, I probably had three nicknames, but, uh, with him, it was mainly, he, he used to call me Harry Belafonte, one of them. <laughs> Johnny Belafonte, because I used to get up, and I always drank brandy then. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he'd say, uh, obviously two or three pints and a brandy and diet coke for Johnny Belafonte <laughs> the other two nicknames one was the maggot I won't see why perhaps on that cold day you'll realise <laughs> I was going to say with minus <laughs> one of anything to do with it yeah exactly but no no in it there's some great lads then I mean the boys that you had on there they're great characters and uh, it's changed a little bit now the game it's I've probably perhaps got a little bit more serious if you like and mm. science has come into it a lot more but you know we've done things serious don't get me wrong but we had a good time doing it and uh, them boys you mentioned were, were good characters yeah I mean, I mean it was a, we, we, we were lucky enough to speak to quite a few of the characters and I mean what was Julian Dix like as well was he he seemed to be like one of the lads yeah Dix was, was a great lad I mean I I just like playing with him to be honest mm. with you because he, he sort of inspired you you know if he was a little bit uh, like I was, if you like. He, he was one of them that, you know, once you went out on the park, you knew what you were going to get. And if it was an hard game and a battle, you know, and you see him sort of crunching into someone. Cause he wasn't dirty, to be fair. He, he was hard and fair, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he was a good lad. You know, we had, we had a, over that nine years I was there, I mean, probably, oh, I mean, there was probably 50, 50 players that I would sort of have played with. Mm. You know, and a lot of them were real good characters. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the, the start of your West Ham career. So you came from Swindon, and I heard that Jamie Redknapp was the one who recommended you to Harry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I probably played my first sort of couple of games against Jamie, I, mm. uh, and I played a, a real good time at Anfield, funny enough. I scored there and, and created. We drew to all, which no one gives us a clear, really, at Swindon, because mm. we lose every week. But uh, obviously playing against someone, you know, Jamie was a quality player and uh, but playing at sort of them sort of matches where they were football matches, if you like, I got a lot of the ball and, and done well. And I think, you know, uh, Jamie did say probably the, the best midfielder or one of the best midfielders mm-hmm. he played against that year. So probably had something to do and he kept going there. Yeah, I mean, was it a tough sell to come West Ham? Did Harry Renner have to do a job on you to convince you? Well, to be honest with you, it, I did speak to Chelsea. Chelsea had agreed wow. uh, the same price uh, as West Ham. And I'll be honest with you, because it was Glenn Oddle that had gone to Chelsea, it took me to Swindon. Mm. It was obviously appealing to me, you know. Mm. Uh, if I'd have probably followed Odd and gone to Chelsea, I might have played for England, because 
and that's how transactions are managed. Once they like you, they take you everywhere. Yeah. But uh, I'll be honest, obviously coming out of the area, being born out of the area, and uh, my granddad had passed away a few years before, and he was out and out West Ham. He was like Alf Garnet, you know, in the, in the program. And uh, I think that had quite a lot uh, to do with it, to be honest with you, from a personal side. So it, it was... Uh, a tough decision to make, but I feel I made the right one because, you know, the side nine good years there. Yeah, and I mean, you're literally a legend in the eyes of most West Ham fans. That's um, nice to hear. Was it much of a culture shock coming from Swindon to West Ham? What was like those early days like? Well, no, I mean, West Ham, it was, it was sort of, you know, Swindon was, uh, was a sort of low-budget club, if you like. Mm. We got in the Premiership and was punching above our weight. And uh, the early days at West Ham was brilliant, you know, that... We used to go in and have pie and mash, I couldn't believe it. Shirley <laughs> used to cook, you know, it, it was one of them. It was a little bit old school, if you like. And uh, Billy Bonds was obviously the manager that, that signed me officially. Mm. Although, sort of, uh, as I say, Harry had a lot to do with it. And Billy had sadly went after about three or four weeks, mm. which was a blow to me, because obviously I see him as the manager, you know? Sure. Uh, so that was a shock at the, at the start of it all. But... I thought it was a it was a club that suited me, you know. It was, it was you know the banter was there. It was it was an old East End club, if you like. Back then, we had a lot of uh, people that had been there years. Great people behind the behind the club, behind closed doors, if you like, like Jimmy Fritz and people like Ronnie Boyce and and Peter Braybrook, you know, even Jimmy Anson and people like that. Real good characters, and I felt at home there. You know, I could have a laugh with them all. Mm got on well with them all so it suited me yeah um, so I mean that, that first season was a bit of a struggle because I think it was a, a bit of a relegation relegation battle I mean how worried were you that West Ham might end up going down yeah it was a worry because you know although I thought that was a fairly good season we ended up I think we had to that was the last four games if you like we had we had uh, Liverpool who were third Blackburn who won yeah. the title and we also had Man United, so basically we had to get six points. Uh, I think one of the games might have been Wimbledon, uh, Palace away or something mm. like that, which was hard because they were relegation, and we lost to them 1-0. But luckily enough, we beat Blackburn 2-1, two, two I think it was, on a live Sunday game, and then beat Liverpool on the, on the Wednesday 3-0, three, three and we were safe, and it was, you know, it was party time against Man United. Yeah. Uh, and actually, we all, you know, we just enjoyed the day and we enjoyed it even more when we stopped the winning the title. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask about that. You've been involved with quite a few like famous games for West Ham and I think that, that, that game against Man United at home was one of the, your big first ones. I mean, did you, could, you, could you see yourself getting a point that day? Not really, like, because, you know, we were safe. It was, mm. We'd been out probably celebrating, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, and we, we turned up and I can remember the game really well, funny enough. It, and we were like unbelievable first half mm. uh, we outplayed them we won nil up and absolutely murdered them I remember sort of our, our, our stuck one over the bar nearly you know from the edge of the box someone else had a good chance we could have been two or three up uh, and then obviously what you'd expect second half you know they're, they're going for the title and it was like the Alamo last half hour <laughs> completely battered us and I remember Ludo pulling off two or three great saves to uh, to keep them out, uh, tell you the truth. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, that was a great game. And another great game, if we fast forward a few years, the 5-4 win over Bradford, including a pretty decent goal from yourself. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was madness, that game. I remember <laughs> Shepard broke his leg, I think it was early on in the, in the thing, which shook us up a little bit. Mm. You know, we, we knew it, we, he was, uh, and I think Stevie Firewater come on, he was, he was a funny, funny sort of young player, you know, and he used to get a lot of sticks. And <laughs> he he wasn't the brightest, wasn't he, allegedly? He wasn't the brightest. <laughs> but, uh, and he, he had plenty of confidence, and that day he had his oven gloves on. I mean, he was patting them in the net, and, and it was just mad. I think we was 4 2 down. He'd let, he'd, he'd let in three ridiculous goals. <laughs> and uh, I remember, to be fair, they had the screen put up on the side. Yeah. It was one of the, I think it was the first time they was ever up. Mm. And. One of them had a shot from, I don't know who it was, one of the Bradford players sort of bobbled a shot. And as if he's afternoon, you know, was bad enough, he's looking up at the screen at himself because it was paying in on him and the ball's coming towards the far post and everyone's <laughs> screaming at him to dive. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he, uh, needless to say, he didn't play after that uh, many games. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Yeah, it, it was a mad game. I mean, we had the that the Cameo uh, Lampard issue with penalty and, and we ended up winning 5-4 didn't we I think yeah that was the, that was the one 5-4 yeah. uh, sorry oh, I got, uh, scored and took my shirt off <laughs> I remember trying to put it back on it took, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to ask you about you yeah, really struggled with that shirt <laughs> <laughs> it took me about 10-15 seconds and as, as I've got it on and sort of calmed myself down the ball come in the air and I'd give a penalty away, Saunders is back in <laughs> And I've half pushed him, if you like, and he's gone over. And uh, I remember I was having a go at me half time, and I said, well, let me celebrate it, go away, so I scored for six months. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You scored quite a few good goals for us. Like one that always stuck, stuck in my mind, I think it was away to Bristol Rovers in the, in the League Cup. We just pinged it into the top corner and then just turned around. Yeah, yeah, I... I uh, I scored quite a few with the left foot that was sort of long range goals, mm. even you know, even the clubs previous and when I'd been out on loan. And uh, you're right, I got one at Bristol Rovers, I think in the League Cup that just nestled into the top corner from about thirty yards, and, mm. and one at Villa away, which was a real important of game course, yeah, with yeah. the bottom. Yeah, and I sort of, I, for some reason, I could get it sort of really harder on my left foot. Although I was right-footed, if you like, I was quite two-footed. So, yeah, it was, it was nice to see him go in. Um, well, as well as the goals, there was also a few bookings along the way in your West Ham career. I mean, yeah. it, the, the, James, the co-presenter, was just telling me you used to run a little bit of a book about how soon you could be on the pitch before getting booked. <laughs> was that was that something yeah. you always like? Were you trying to get booked sometimes? <laughs> no, a lot of people uh, is sort of saying you at it because of the. <laughs> The spread betting had come out and, <laughs> and all that. And people thought I was, you know, that it, was a, it was a bit of a laughing joke. But I'll be honest with you, I think what it was, it was uh, probably later on more so because you, you lose a yard of pace. Mm. You, you know, you're not perhaps as switched on uh, what's around you and the actions are a little bit slower. But because you've still got the desire to want to, you know, sure. do well and, you know, perhaps you're... They got worse as I got older, if you like, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. but there wasn't, you know, I didn't get sent off a lot. No, but, uh, we were just looking at that, it was only three times at West Ham you got sent off, there's nothing hard yeah. in nine no, years. So it, 
yeah, so like, you know, I could control it, but it was one of them, I think, you, you know, a lot of them, I think what it is, you're, you're so eager to do well, and and uh, towards the end, I was more of a substitute, and you mm. come on and you're, you you really want to make an impact, and uh, as I say, it's a little mm. bit eager. <laughs> The other, th- the other thing that I used to, <laughs> used to, I used to find funny is if you were a substitute you'd, and you went to run on, like run up down the side of the pitch, you'd do a loop around the corner flag, like onto the pitch. I mean, is that allowed? <laughs> I always yeah, wondered. Uh, a lot of things I used to do on the touchline more that weren't allowed. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember a woman lines them once. She weren't too pleased with some of the antics going on. <laughs> but I think what it is, you know, as I say, it's probably the last two or three years in my career where I weren't playing regular. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you, I suppose you're out there for entertainment as well a little bit. Uh, yeah. The, the crowd, the way they are, I want to them, you know. I like the sense of humour that they've got. You know, they're all East End boys or yeah. families are from, you know, they're all local, if you like. And it's got that, West Ham's always had that tradition. So it probably, uh, it probably made me a little bit worse, to be honest, because they laugh at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you don't get you know you don't get players with personalities much anymore, and that's what, that's mm. part of a reason why we all loved you. Mm. Yeah, I think as I say, the game has changed. You know, the foreign players are a little bit uh, different in their approach. They're brought up different than those as kids, and I think uh, they would see that uh, as something that you don't do if you like. And managers, I suppose, with the foreign managers coming in. Perhaps a lot of them don't realise uh, sort of the English way of doing things, especially at certain clubs, you know. Mm. And as long as you, I think, to be honest, as long as you're you've got a good attitude and you're double serious when you get on the pitch, that's the thing. Uh, I think you can have a bit of fun while you're doing it. Mm. And also, it relaxes you to a point. Certain players, I needed that to make myself feel a little bit more confident or relaxed, if you like. The yeah. way, that's my way of doing it. A lot of lads are quiet in the dressing room. I was always loud and up to things because it made me feel better or, or cocky or more confident. Mm. I mean, you were quite a character. I wondered, was there, was there anyone who, was like, who would match you uh, uh, as being much of a character, that kind of loud presence in the dressing room? Over your yeah, there was a lot over it. That was a sort of period of time. I think you had, you had all different characters that... that done things in their own own ways but you know from people like Ian Dowie with the character Ian Wright mm. uh, Johnny Artson in his own way Neil Ruddock you know as you said Ian Bishop Martin Allen yeah you know there was a load and uh, yeah that was the sort of the West Ham way of, of doing things and a lot of clubs that bring through players or you know have got affiliation to local lads and everything else they say the same thing. Mm. Um, last couple of questions. Um, when you look back over your whole kind of West Ham career, what for you was your finest moment? Uh, I think, to be honest with you, probably finishing my career. Really? And I hadn't, I hadn't played under Rhoda uh, all year. And I, mm. I kept knocking on his door, to be honest. And I said, look, I know we've got a quality team. You know, there's a lot of internationals, a lot of young players, and but we get we, we're getting relegated. You know, you got to change it. But he was adamant he, that I was sort of yeah. too old, so I only made 
six or seven appearances as a sub, and I couldn't really do nothing about it, which hurt me because for eight years previous, we hadn't been relegated. Yeah. And, and it was a blow to, to finish on that note, even though I hadn't played, if you like. Mm. But to finish off and and sort of the last game of the season and go round the pitch and get the reception I did, because I think a lot of people knew I was, the contract was up, mm. was, was probably the proudest moment for me. Right. I mean, just just on the point of that season, did, did it feel like we were going to get relegated? Did you, you just could see it coming? Yeah, I think from a, from a sort of fair way out. I mean, I remember Trevor Brooking coming, didn't he? Because mm. uh, Glenn had gone, gone ill. But you could see that sort of maybe the dressing room had been lost a little bit. And you look at it and you, you could see that the danger signs are good anyway. Mm. I mean, it's also quite a shame that you finished on nine years and didn't get to have a testimonial. You're only one year out, especially. I mean, you could have done a job in the championship, surely. Oh yeah, I mean that's a, that's a blow. But mm. I mean, to be honest, it's down to the manager, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's different. I think if Harry would have been there, he would have definitely given it because I've been there from the day one. He'd become a manager. Mm. I think he, you know, but a new man comes in and he's got you know different issues and different. Uh, sort of ideas I think he'd already, already promised Rob Lee uh, the sort of position that I would have took which would have been a, right. an experienced player that comes on off the bench and plays a certain number of games so I don't think there was you know, any plans I don't think that I was in them mm. which was a blow because as you say 10 years it would have been a great send off for me but you know that's, that's life and you get on with it Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, lastly, the Moncur name still living long in uh, at West Ham. Your son George. Um, I mean, what are your what are your hopes for George? Yeah, I mean, George. I think he'd be a good player. I'll be honest with you. He's had a, mm. uh, a terrible year for for him, if you like, after mm. one at Nottingham Forest. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think it was unfair. And like that, you know, I'm not bitter or anything like that. But it was just ridiculous what happened there for all the kids. Yeah. It, ain't the, it ain't the thing you do mm. uh, to young boys. I mean, basically, if, you, if you've got any, uh, if you like a player and you've got any hope for him to do well, you know, like all good clubs do or managers, they blood them in yeah. around in, into good teams. Uh, basically, that was just throwing them to the Lions. Mm. So, he's had to uh, put up with that and all the sticks that, you know, he got and they got. I've said, Listen, if, if you're not if you're not wanted at West Ham, which is sad because he's obviously grown up with with me being there and, and it's his club and he loves the club. Yeah. You just got you just got to be strong, move on, and uh, you know keep doing your best, and that's what he's doing. I mean, he's gone on loan to in Scotland, and he's, he's, he's right up there. He's, he's learning, and you know he, he will be a good player, I think, one day. But he just needs he needs to sort of get a chance at the right place now and, and show people what he can do. It may be at West Ham, it may not. Mm. Yeah, we, uh, we hope he does. Yeah. Yeah, we've got yeah, fingers thanks. crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Well, John, thank you so much for your time. I mean, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, thank and, you. Um, I mean, literally a legend in our eyes. Uh, cheers, mate. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, you're a proper star. Thank you, John. Cheers, John. All the best. See you. Take it easy. Thank you. Bye. Excellent. That was Sean Moncur. John Moncur. John Moncur. Brilliant. I thought it was great. So many interesting things there. Firstly, 
Does it sound like George Moncur is on his way out? Who knows? I hope not. I, it's funny, because isn't it? Because he's one of the better. He's one of the better players. Yeah. Well, that, we all want. Generation. We all want them to do well, don't we? All yeah. every youth player, we all dream of them doing yeah. well. And yeah. he is seen as one of the better ones. So who knows? Yeah. You know, I think these loan going out on loan is brilliant for them. Yeah. yeah. I, so, think, I think we need some youth players to come through. To be fair. Yeah. We're due a batch. We, uh, we haven't had one for a while. We're due a batch. But anyway, John Moncur. Fingers crossed. Incredible. What a lovely man. Yeah. Such a I love man. that. Such also, I love man. that uh, story about him getting naked and then he had to get inside because a sky camera was <laughs> just setting up. <laughs> That's the thing about... I, I don't know if this is just West Ham, but sometimes, like when you hear stories like that, you think, God, well, we're so Mickey Mouse sometimes, isn't it? Get inside. The sky's <laughs> the here. The sky's in. You've got no clothes on. Uh, I wish Sky had been there to Berkovich Hartson <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Just in the back of that Bur- uh, Hartson Berkovich, you see Moncur in naked in <laughs> shot running through a puddle. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about some other West Ham news quickly. Uh, season ticket price freeze. That's good news, Greg, right? Excellent news. Yeah, yep. excellent news. It is good news. It is still, uh, the caveat in that is that we're still like the fifth lowest, the fifth most expensive, cheapest yeah. ticket. Is that the right thing yeah. to say? What cracks me up is uh, Fulham are doing well now after uh, reducing their prices by £100. I bet they're oh. gutted. <laughs> um, they want to go down. Uh, but we should look at the positives of that, and it, yeah. is, a, it is a freeze, so... Well done. Um, excellent. Ravel is Player of the Month for the Championship. Is that yes. correct? Yes, so, it is. So, Greg, I mean, he's on fire. Would this is from wel- like a week ago, so it's a little, we're a little bit old. Would you welcome him back with open arms? Uh, I would do, yeah. I think we need some, some talent. And, you know, you're never going to get every footballer well-behaved, are you? You know, they're yeah. all going to misbehave. Yeah. Uh, I'd welcome him back. I think he's a, he's a good player. And, you know, as long as he can get his head down, then uh, I think he'd be good for the team. Um, yeah, James, footballers are, by their very nature, subhuman scum. So, <laughs> <laughs> with the exception of John Moncare and every guest we've had on here, and Martin Allen and Frankie yeah. McVinney, yeah. do you think Ravel has a place at West Ham? Uh, I still hope, I still hold hope, yeah. hold out hope for him. Yeah. Um, can him and Allardyce exist in the same universe? I don't know. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. I hope so. I hope so. If we can build, we don't, the thing is, we, do, we can't have him in our team. Yeah. In a relegation scrap, but you can have him in a team that starts well, and yeah. we build a little bit around him. But can you then build around yeah. someone who might go away? Well, you know. Well, I tell you, who, too many questions. I'll tell, so you the, time. I'll tell you the manager who seems to be able to handle him. Your Harry boyfriend. Redknapp. Your boyfriend. He sorted that lad out. You Flanagan and Redknapp. <laughs> <laughs> Tap him up, Redknapp and Ravel in. Redknapp struggling. Me and all listeners of this podcast would love that to happen. I'm sure. (laughs) I speak on behalf of everyone. Um, Lastly, if you'd have been told at the start of the season that West Ham would be in a cup final come April May, you'd have been delighted. Yeah. And it's it's actually true. The ladies' cup final, not the big one. The West Ham ladies in in the Southern Amateur League Cup. So when you tell me that, uh, well, tonight against Barking. Barking. Yeah. So it's not the proper cup final, but it is... No, I, in fact, forgive my ignorance, but uh, it's the Southern Amateur... So I gather it's the... The ladies' team isn't nationwide, is it? No. Ladies' league isn't nationwide. So they're playing shame. against... Uh, it, we should celebrate it. The West Ham we ladies' in the cup it. final. Um, Are uh, any of them coming to the, uh, the discotheque well, in East London? Well, well if they win... We'll give... Win, we'll try and get one of them on next week. Fr- you've we'll uh, you've get, got to have an yeah. award, right? Yeah. Yeah. For a best ladies player of the season. Yeah. 
Um, no, well done, Tim, in all yeah. seriousness. Yeah. Um, because it's about time we had some silverware. I and want us to compete on every level with yeah, your Arsenals and everyone in the ladies' cup. Agree, so well done. Ladies' football. Excellent. Right, let's close with some predictions for the Palace game. We've got at home on Saturday. Greg, you're not there because you're on a stag to the Hamburg. Yeah, sadly, I've had my uh, my last game this season. Yeah. Um, predictions at Palace. Tough game. Tough it's game. It's not at Palace. Just in case Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Old... Uh, Clawhammer's going to be on my case, isn't he? <laughs> um, so, do you think we're going to beat Palace? Um, I think it'll be a tough game. They will come and they won't want to lose, obviously. Um, I'd like to think we'll win, yeah. yeah. We're at home. Uh, pressure's off. Yeah, why not? 2-1. 2-1. Interesting. James. Pulis will come and he'll be happy with the draw. And it'll be if they go one up, it'll be miserable. Andy Carroll's got <laughs> something to prove. If if it go if, if they go one up, like Palace away, yeah. it'll be miserable, and you won't even have the enjoyment that Palace away provides, which is the eagle flying around pre match <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and the, the on crystal the dance troupe. The, the crystals, crystals plural. <laughs> crystals, by the way, uh, someone pointed out to me on Twitter. I'm doing a charity car wash soon. Oh. So, and I drive a smart car, so I hope I get a discount. <laughs> 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 um, I wouldn't want any of those pikes in my car thanks so much <laughs> yeah that's it where's my wing Morris gone um, last I mean Pal- uh, Pal- Palace away was the, probably the worst game this season yeah that, no, I've been st- to. that and Stoke home probably were two yeah, worst ones pretty dross um, Pulis seems to have our number I worry James do you agree are we going to get something no I, you know what I'm going to be positive I'd love to smash them we won't smash them but I yeah. think we're going to win and I'd like to think we'll win 2-0 yeah and Pulis in his chavvy little special needs hat yeah. and his uh, horrible, uh, flammable tracksuit yeah. can fuck off <laughs> yeah. to, where, to what under rock he came down. Who's better looking, Pulis or uh, Flanagan? Oh, God, don't ask me that. <laughs> He's great. Is he the ugliest man? Who would I rather go with, Pulis or Flanagan? Pulis or, Pulis or Steve Bruce? It's, like, <laughs> it's the prom. Who are you taking with you? Oh, Bruce, because of it, you can mould Bruce's like Bruce. face into whatever beautiful lady you want to. <laughs> we, we, we can't talk about Palace without touching on Marrow and Shamak. He's going to score a hatchet. Oh, he's he, back, he's back apparently. Yeah. Oh, what wonderful hair. Wonderful hair. Hashtag that's why, that's why hair. our defenders are so in awe of his hair. Tompkins' hair can't, can't compete with Shamak's hair. You talk about, you talk about good-looking players. Tompkins is up there, isn't he? Yeah, he's a very handsome man. He's an inverted, oh, about uh, inverted skirtle. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to go for um, I'm going to go for a one all. I think it's going to be one all, just to be pessimistic. Yeah. Shamak coming back. Greg, thank you very much for making your debut. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Have a good time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was all right. We, we no, us- it was great. I enjoyed it. We usually promote people's Twitters, but I know you're not on Twitter, so. Um, uh, sadly not. So, oh, well, your, I won't get any abuse. Never your mind. Bebo page. Yeah, if you're in Hamburg, at the week, if you're in Hamburg <laughs> at the weekend, just hang around the Reaper Bar and you bump into. Yeah, or oh, we could give you your grinder. My great cool grinder, Honey Bear sixty six. <laughs> For all you lucky lads out there. <laughs> Uh, James, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, you can follow James on Long as One. Yeah. Will you be using the hashtag Shamax Hair this weekend? Yes. Or you can just follow me. Just follow, yeah, follow me around. Follow me around Waitrose now. You're uh, a talkback head of head of programs. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. I'm or Borough Market. Fuck you, Lidl. Don't <laughs> <laughs> shop in there no more. Uh, you can follow. Borough Market. <laughs> yeah, that's rare. Yeah. That's, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's I don't lovely. know. I've never been. They don't let me Mike go. Mike Wolf from Stone Market. <laughs> Longest no. street market in Europe. I'm going to drop yeah. in a little fact there for you. Longest street market in Europe. Wow. The longest street market in the world is at Rio. 
There you go. This is kind so of value. Learn. We throw value into this learn. podcast week on week. Um, before we close, KUMB.com tickets to the awards ceremony. Martin Allen, Mad Martin Dog. Martin Allen, Jeremy Nicholas, Frankie McAvenny, they're all going to be there. And Amazing. the Hammerettes. We're all going to be there. We'll try and get Hammerettes. We'll, get the, we'll, steal, we'll steal the Eagle from Crystal Palace steal and we'll fly it around at East Ham's working We're mental. planning a stunt as well <laughs> with, with uh, Hackett of the Year yeah. that we will show you. We're planning a stunt. Yeah. Actually, funny thing, uh, I was at a. I told Jake, I was at a bar on Sunday and my mate went, oh, Barry Hearn is just sat over there. And I looked at him, I was like, oh my God, it's Barry Hearn, Barry Hearn. So I text James going, oh, Barry Hearn's here, there's two people away from me. He rang me up going, Let's get him and like do a bit for this like hack it of the year that he's won it two years in a row and now he's going to leave it. So I was like, I had a, had a drink, got a bit of courage, went over there, it wasn't Barry Hearn, it was a lookalike. Oh, was it not? No, it wasn't Barry Hearn. Was it actually a lookalike? Tell me that. It or just look like, like him? No, I didn't, yeah. That might have been better. <laughs> It would look fucking like him. Oh, we should quickly mention as well that Dickhead got sent off. Yeah, Chico Flores. Ah, um, yes! 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 <laughs> Feel free to give him some abuse. <laughs> that made my Sunday, that Yeah, it did. What a twat. Joyous. It's weird that John Terry got him sent off. I don't know where yeah, I fall on that. I, I think I like John Terry more than him, which because is bizarre. A horrible, a horrible dilemma. Um, let's wrap this up. So you can follow James on Long As One. You can email the podcast like many of you have. Tell us where you're listening from at podcast at KUMB.com. Get your tickets to the awards ceremony at KUMB.com. £10. £10. And cheap booze. Mad Dog, Mac Venny, Jeremy Nicholas. That is a good line. Us. For tenner. £2 a pint. I can't remember. It's really cheap in there. Really cheap. Romford will give you a hug. Romford will give you a hug. Um, get your tickets KMB.com £10 stop thinking about it do it we might sell out that's how serious this issue is um, you can go on the KMB forum to discuss how many tickets you're buying for the for the KMB awards night you can go on the KMB Facebook group and you can follow Graham on Twitter at KMB D-O-T-C-O-M that's his handle on Twitter yeah. don't forget podcast at KMB.com if you want to send us an email yes gentlemen thank you very much thank Pleasure. you come on your eyes we'll see you next week come on your eyes